It's time for everything you need to know in life you can learn from General Hospital, where we explore seven life lessons that this iconic soap teaches us every weekday. 60 years and going. I hope you'll join us. Hello, GH fans, current, former, those coming back after 30, 40 years. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on everything you need to know in life. You can learn from General Hospital. Happy Father's Day. Hope you're doing something fun and celebrating the fathers in your life. So today we are going to talk about seven amazing, fantastic fathers who have called Port Charles home for many years on General Hospital. All right, we'll get started. Number one, and everyone who's listened to at least a few of these podcasts saw this one coming, Sonny Corinthos, of course. And I want to say to Miss Jocelyn, Sonny does use his power for good, Miss Jocelyn, and don't you forget it. And he is really, truly an exceptional father. He wants the best for his children. He protects them in every realm he can. He is father to Michael, of course, not biological. AJ is Michael's biological father, but Sonny raised him. And Avery, who he had with Ava, Jerome, Morgan, presumed dead, um, who he had with Carly. And then Donna, he had with Carly as well. And Dante Falconeri, of course, is his eldest son. He had him with Olivia Falconeri, Quartermain. And he did not know about him until until Olivia came to town. Mm -hmm. And of course, he helped raise Miss Jocelyn, whose biological father is Jasper Jacks. And she right now is being a little bratty, I would say. And that's a story for next week, though. We'll get into that next week for sure about Miss Jocelyn and appreciating the things she has and what Sunny has done for her, her whole, you know, childhood. <laughs> and then there, of course, is Christina, Sunny's daughter with Alexis Davis. He is a busy man for sure, people. <laughs> and he is haunted always by the explosion that Morgan died in, supposedly died in, right? And he is also haunted by the car bomb that killed his first wife, Lily, and their unborn child. And although he can't change his nature as a mobster, he does everything he can to keep his children safe and to support their business ventures or whatever sport or passion they want to follow I love how recently he really went all out for Christina to give her a foundation where she could follow her passions and help people. And I talked about this on an episode probably about two months ago about what he did for Christina and really encouraging her and really meeting her where she was and giving her what she needed with the foundation and allowing her to set that up. And yes, he has tons of money to give, but the point is, he is very generous and gives to his kids, not as handouts, but as a way for them to find their purpose in life and to truly succeed and be happy. So if you're a wealthy parent out there and can do what Sonny does for his kids, think about that. Don't just buy them a house or a stack of cash. Invest it into something that then they can succeed at if they love climbing or a climbing gym or, you know, what have you. But I really love that about him. And he gives to charity, of course, too. He's very generous with his money. And I feel like that is the best a parent can do 
And if Carly's plan works to help protect Sonny, hopefully he will be there to raise Donna and Avery. And we could not speak about Sonny's parenting without speaking about Mr. Stone Cates. Sonny took Stone in, helped him, and when the HIV diagnosis was revealed, Sonny nursed Stone as he was dying and was always there for Robin through that horrible time. And this amazing outpouring of love and support is exemplary. And he really demonstrated this love for Stone and Robin before he knew he had any children of his own. So uh, really just talks to Sonny's character, of course. And we saw this again when caring for Carly was paramount. First Jason, then Sonny stepped in to care for Michael and provide him the best home. So say what you want about Sonny, but he is an amazing father and we love him. (laughs) All right. Number two, Franco. Yes, Franco Baldwin. (laughs) Although he started on GH as a really disturbed, terrifying character, played originally by James Franco, um, Roger Howarth continued the role and we have seen him change And, you know, of course, he got the brain tumor removed, and he really became a great father to all of Elizabeth's children. He was there to help with Jake, Aiden, and Cameron, and all of her children have different fathers, Jason, Lucky, and Xander Smith, respectively. Yes, sweet Elizabeth, three different fathers for her three children. She's been busy her time in Port Charles as well. We love her, though, and we're so glad she got the help she needed for her mental illness so she can move on and be a great mom. And maybe Franco will come back. We'll see. Or maybe she'll move on with Finn. Little little sidebar there. Back to Franco now. (laughs) As Liz's and Franco's relationship progressed, he was there for her kiddos and really helped Jake with his PTSD. Remember after coming back from being kidnapped by Helena? He saved Cameron as well from having his mind wiped and replaced with Drew Kane's memory as part of Shiloh's evil plan. Franco took his place and had his mind erased for a time, thinking he was a younger uh, version of Drew Kane. (laughs) Franco was also a dad for Kiki. As Ava hid the true paternity, Dr. Silas Clay from Kiki until later on after she had come to Port Charles. He was a father figure for Kiki, and even after all were aware Franco wasn't Kiki's father, he was still there for her. And the storyline I really love the best is when Franco helped Aiden embrace his love of cooking and dealing with the fact he was LGBTQ. I just love how Franco was there for him to support him. And I hope we'll see more of Aiden, especially during Pride Month, and seeing Franco and Aiden was a great storyline. And with that storyline, Franco really embraced what we are all called to do as parents, to love our children for who they are, support them, enable them to thrive. Franco got that. And he was really, really a great dad for sure. All right. Number three, Luke, Lucas Lorenzo Spencer, most unconventional dad for sure. (laughs) Fun dad, devoted, and taught his children how to survive. And we would welcome any of them back anytime. ABC Disney, Lucky Lulu, come on, wake up from your coma. P. 
people and Luke. <laughs> but seriously, Luke taught Lucky to be ready to run and how to find them if Frank Smith caught up with them again back in 1993 when Luke and Laura made their grand entrance back onto the GH screen. Lucky was 10 and had the survival skills to survive on the streets until his parents' Cadillac flew into town. <laughs> Luke likewise raised Lulu to be independent and self-sufficient. And what I truly love about Luke's parenting was that he encouraged his kiddos to forge their own path and follow their passions. He truly lived that, of course, and was a truly a true free spirit. The other aspect of Luke I want to mention is that he dealt with his own demons and mental illness, and the fact that he killed his abusive father and felt responsible for his mother's death um, was huge in the in his subconscious. And this storyline was actually on the original airing of GH back in 1963 with Luke's parents. And Luke got to a pretty crazy dark place before being able to remember and deal with this trauma from his past. This was a great example, though, for his family and children where, you know, letting them know you need to confront your demons so you can move forward with your life. Many folks in Luke's demographic, being a man and his age group, would not have sought out the truth and the help he needed after that. So I think that's part of Luke's testament as a father, not only how he taught his children to follow their passions and be self-sufficient, but to get the help you need, get the help you need for mental illness so, so you can live a better, more fulfilling life. All right. Number four, Dr. Hamilton Finn. Although relatively new to fatherhood, he has been amazing. Thrown into fathering Violet after not knowing he had a child with Hayden, who, by the way, we know could still be alive, yes. Hello, Elizabeth, by the way, that is your sister, and Nicholas may have had her killed, and you still helped him? Oh, I digress, though, I digress. More about that next week, too. <laughs> hey, and when Hayden disappeared, Finn took on the full parenting duties and had to establish a real relationship with this little girl who he hardly knew. So that was an amazing storyline, I think, for viewers to get to see. And then to see Violet get to know her whole family, grandfather, uncle, and extended family friends in Port Charles. I did love when Anna and Finn were together. And what a great home that was for Violet. And when Anna and Finn broke up, um, Finn was there for Violet and coached her through it so well. And the actor, Michael Easton, who played Dr. Hamilton Finn, is amazing. Best facial expressions ever. <laughs> and anyone who is going through a separation or divorce can go back and look at that series of episodes and channel Dr. Finn in their conversations. I think it was so refreshing how honest he was and open with Violet. Um, so there'd be no more surprises for her as, you know, they didn't live with Anna any longer. And I got to tell you, I also love all the activities he does with Violet, from tea parties to ice skating, camping, getting his nails done. Who doesn't love the energy, time, and enthusiasm he has for this little girl? Violet is very, very lucky. Go Finn. Go Finn. All right. Number five, Drew Kane. Yummy Cameron Matheson plays him now, formerly played by Billy Miller, who's also very cute. And Drew is a former Navy SEAL 
he was kidnapped and brainwashed by Dr. Andrew Maddox with Jason's memory. And for a time, we all thought he was Jason. And he thought Jake was his son. After Drew's true identity came out, we got to see the Drew Kane character really develop. And although Drew wasn't truly Jake's father, he stayed in his life as his uncle. And he also found out he had a son, Oscar, with Kim Nero. They had a relationship in California before Drew disappeared. Getting to see Drew with Oscar was amazing. And him having to comfort Oscar, Kim, and Jocelyn as Oscar succumbed to his brain cancer was heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching storyline. Oh, he was there for Oscar, though. And he's there for Scout after his return from his latest kidnapping by Victor Cassadine. He adores Scout and is the athletic dad who takes her swimming, camping, biking, hiking. Hopefully Drew does not go to jail for this insider trading situation, Nina, and leave his precious Scout without her daddy. And of course, I love Drew's positivity as well and how he and Sam both are imparting such strength and independence in this little girl. And of course, I forgot to mention, Scout is his child with Sam. After he was back from his first kidnapping, he and Sam had rekindled a romance there. But all in all, they are raising this girl to be so strong, independent, and he just does a great job fathering and also still being there for Jake as well. I love it. Okay, number six, Ned Ashton. He is a great dad. He has done everything he can to stay in Brooklyn's life through the years. And of course, passed on his rock and roll genes to her. Although he and Lois were not together for much of Brooklyn's early life, he was always a presence and they raised her to be a strong, fierce, beautiful woman. Yeah, Leo is Ned's adoptive son. Leo's biological parents are his current wife, Olivia Falconeri and Julian Jerome. Olivia tried to hide Leo's true paternity in the beginning from Julian for a time, but eventually Julian did find out and until his death, Julian was a good dad. But Ned was a constant in Leo's life. And when he started to see Leo may have autism, agreeing with Dr. Gatlin Holt's assessment, he was willing to lose Olivia and endured her wrath for a while in order to try and get Leo the help he needed. And of course, this storyline really brought much needed focus and education to autism and the struggles parents face with diagnoses, treatment, and family support and shame. So kudos to Ned for fighting for his kiddo and making sure, you know, that Leo got the help he needed. I love it. I love it. All right, number seven already. And you know, we saved the best for last. Yes. Malcolm Scorpio, a.k.a. Mac. Yes, he was young and wild, definitely, but he gets the best out of word. Interesting fact, he only has one child of his own and he doesn't even know it. Cody Bell, who Mac did not realize he fathered with Dominique. Cody grew up thinking Leopold Taub was his father, but the blood test that he lied about to Mac revealed his dad is Mac. Mac, though, displayed the most altruistic and greatest love a dad could show, raising Maxie, Felicia, and Frisco's oldest daughter, and Georgie, their younger child. He also helped raise Robin Scorpio, his niece. Robin, of course, is Robert and Anna's daughter, and Robert and Anna 
were detained on various occasions with WSB business, faking their deaths, being kidnapped, etc. <laughs> so Max stepped in to do the job of raising these children. The day-to-day, people listening, you moms know it especially, and dads, the diapers, driving to school, the flu, chicken pox. Yes, I think I remember Robin or Maxie having chicken pox. We all used to get chicken pox, people. It was a crazy world. <laughs> no chicken pox for this younger generation, for the most part. No shingles. You guys are so lucky. That is a great news for all. Absolutely. <laughs> Back to Mac, though. Time and time again, when Felicia flaked out, yeah, she didn't used to be the sweet lady she is now. When she flaked out or Frisco disappeared again... Malcolm was there to step in. I don't know of too many people who would have done what he did with no kiddos of his own, raising Frisco and Felicia's daughters and his niece. He put his all into raising those children and he deserves props for his devotion to all of them. Ah, all right. That's all for this week. Special Father's Day episode. On everything you need to know in life, you can learn from General Hospital. Quick recap of our seven best dads in Poor Charles and the characteristic for each that makes them a truly exceptional dad. Number one, Sonny Corinthos, enabling his children to realize their true purpose in this world and facilitating them to follow their passion. Number two, Franco Baldwin loving Elizabeth's children as his own and loving them for who they are and enabling them to feel accepted. Number three, Luke Lorenzo, showing Lulu and Lucky that even though you're a free spirit moving through this world pretty fast, you need to stop and get some help sometimes and take care of your mental health. Number four, Dr. Hamilton Finn, being open and honest with Violet and really enabling her to always discuss her feelings. Number five, Drew Kane, giving every experience he can to Scout with all the activities he does with her. And number six, Ned Ashton, putting his child first. He put Leo before his marriage because he knew Leo had to get help for his autism or he was not going to thrive. And number seven, amazing Malcolm, Max Scorpio, raising these children that were not his biological children, raising them as his own and doing the daily work of parenting because no one else could. All right. I hope you'll take all those life lessons from these wonderful dads and have a fantastic Father's Day. And we'll see you next week. Look for our Friday meditation. Every Friday that'll be coming out as well. Check us out at C-A-T-T-E-E girls. Take care. Don't be catty. And use your big mouth for good.